Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you're enjoying the holiday season, whatever you decide to do. Whether you're home with family or whether you've chosen to not go home, you've put some boundaries in place and you maintain those boundaries by staying home, staying on your own. Or you may have spent time with friends because family wasn't safe or you went with families and family and you were embraced and pulled in. Whatever it is that you are doing this season, I hope that you're safe. I hope that you know that you're loved, even if there's nobody to tangibly give you that right now. I hope that you know that you're loved. So I'm, I had a conversation this morning with someone about boundaries, just explaining the elements of boundaries. And I thought I'd do that in this podcast today. I think it's really important this time of year. Lots of people are making decisions. People are making it thinking of New Year's resolution. You may be thinking of New Year's resolution as well and making decisions and thinking about what to do you may be reassessing relationships, you're making different decisions around relationships, and you are, boundaries is a really key part of that. Now, there's so many things that happen in relationships that makes us have to enforce boundaries such as, you know, create distance. And sometimes people are really skilled at gaslighting when they don't take responsibility for their actions, when they will say, well, if you knew this, why didn't you say something? Or how could you take so long? Or why, why did you? But, but you did this when you did this, so you were not able to say this, anything to me. And so there's so many things that people will do to gaslight you, so many things that will happen that can cause a breakdown. But when we have good boundaries, sometimes it mitigates against that against that breakdown because you are able to put those in early. And it's always important to to talk about things and then to, to, to take the next step. So as I was having this conversation this morning, I thought I'd share what boundaries are here. So if you haven't listened to the whole series on boundaries, I suggest you go back a few days and to, to listen to boundaries and communication, boundaries and self-esteem, and some other topics that I did on boundaries. So today, the, the podcast is boundaries aren't walls or boundaries are preferable to walls. So here is what we often do. Somebody hurt us and we put some walls up. We decide to not trust anybody ever again. And we feel like we're going to create ourselves distance between ourselves and the people who hurt us. And sometimes that, that's necessary. But we, then we say we are fine on our own. And nobody's fine on their own, nobody, because we were created for connection. And one of the most listened to episode of the stories that shape us is No Man is an Island. So that tells me something that we're kind of looking for connection. So we're, we were created for connection. But when we are, but when we, when we, we, when we're hurt, what we tend to do is to shut people out and f feel like for that time we can be on our own and that's just one of the ways that we deal with pain that we manage pain and sometimes that's connected to our attachment uh, attachment pattern if you're avoidant and you're hurt then you'll do that 
if you're fearful, avoidant, and you're hurt, you might do that too. You might shut yourself away as opposed to engage and communicate and express yourself and, and ask for what you need. Those are skills that many people take for granted, but there's a, those are skills that a lot of people don't learn. And so um, but when we, we, we might shut ourselves away, but I, so I want to give you an analogy of what boundaries might look like. And I always say to people, shutting yourself away is not a sustainable option to keeping yourself safe because we, we inevitably will open the door for people to come in. When we shut ourselves away, we will open the door because we were created to connect and we need connection and we desire it. So inevitably, inevitably what we do is open the door and let people in. And the people that we tend to let in are the people that are unsafe, that will hurt us, that will solidify a pattern for us that people hurt us, right? So it's really important to, to, not, to not do that. So here is what's better as opposed to walls. So walls is, and I'm remembering, for those of us who are Christians and understand the story of how Babylon was taken, the Medes and the Persians got into Babylon. Babylon thought they were secure. They thought they were a fortified um, city. Nobody could come in. They were safe. So Belteshazzar was in Babylon. He was having a party. He wasn't afraid of the approaching Medes and Persian army because he felt Babylon was so safe, nobody could get in. But God had told the Medes about uh, um, a way into Babylon that, that Belshazzar didn't know that he knew. And so they came in, they walked in the city, took it over, and that was the end of that story, right? So that always comes to mind when I think about walls as opposed to boundaries. Now, boundaries are not walls, they're, it's a fence, right? So you can see in, people can see in too. You can see out and they can see in. So it's not about enclosing ourselves so nobody can see us. It's our ability to see people so we can know who are the safe people and who are the unsafe people. So when you lock yourself in, it really blinds your eyes to who is safe and who isn't. But when you're able to see, you're seeing interactions, you're seeing how people communicate, you're seeing patterns of behavior, you're seeing all of these things that tells you whether or not people are safe or not. And so it's the pattern of behavior that we trust right? We trust the pattern of behavior. So if a pattern of behavior is betrayal of trust, then that is what you need to use to make your decision, right? And you can communicate that to these people that you keep betraying my trust. Therefore, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be able to share anything private or confidential with you because you, you betrayed my trust. So let's use the garden analogy a, a little bit more. So your boundary is a, a fence, you're in your garden and you let people in, right, through the gate. Or you can choose to leave some people outside and you speak to them over the fence, right? So they're still in your life, but they're not as close as the others that are inside. So the, their rose is in your garden and you, here's how you're going to communicate a boundary. You're going to say, welcome, I'm so glad that you're here. I love having you in my life. I love spending time with you. I really enjoy our time together. However, I don't want you to pick any flowers. You can stay in my garden, but don't pick any flowers. Everybody says yes. Some people will honor your request and never pick a flower. But there are some that will pick and will go, you will say, well, I've asked you to not and you've done it. Please don't do it again. And they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot, or I didn't realize you didn't want us to pick up the, pick the pink roses. I thought you meant these flowers, right? So I am sorry. 
I will not do that again and they won't. There are people who will pick it. You'll say, I've asked you to not pick flowers. They'll say, well, you didn't say um, pink roses. You you said the, the daisies. And, and so what about that time when I saw you picking your own flowers? Well, that's double standards because you asked me to not pick and now you're picking. So that's confusing for me. Or when you went to Janet's house, you picked her flowers. How come you don't want people to pick yours, but you pick theirs? And you didn't really give the explanation clearly enough. You should have said it this way, then I would have understood. And why did you have to shout it? Because you shout it, then... So they will gaslight you in your own garden. So you will have people in your life who will gaslight you when you've asked them to not do something, when you've expressed the boundary to them. When you give them some feedback, they'll gaslight you. So those people are not safe. So let's use the flower analogy and the, let's say that represents trust for you. You like loyalty. One of the things that is an emotional need that you have in relationships is a feeling of safety and security. And this is demonstrated through people's ability to be trustworthy to you. When they break your trust, that is a a picking a flower um, um, example. When they break your trust, you can say, well, why did you share this with our other friend? I told you this story. I didn't want you to share it with anybody. I wanted to share it myself. And they'll go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. I thought it was okay. I thought it would have been okay for me to share the story. And that that's over because you've you've told them, they've apologized. They now know that a boundary for you is Trust is important for you. You want to feel safe. Anything you share with them need to stay with them. Even if it's a friendship group, you want to share it with that friendship group you're on your own. Now, if, if the next friend might go, well, she's our friend anyway. What's the point? What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, the hassle? Like, she's our friend. If you share it with me, I can share it with her. It doesn't matter who share it. And remember last week when you shared something that I told you, and, and you did that, so then I can do this. And you don't have to shout at me by telling me not to. And so that person is gaslighting you. That person is, you, that, that person is becoming defensive and they are, um, in their defensiveness, they're pushing back at your boundary. And they're saying, really, what they're communicating is a lack of respect. Like, I don't respect your boundary. I know you said, you're telling me that you don't want it to be shared but I really don't care. I'm going to share it anyway. Now, you might give this person a pass and they might do it the next time and the next time and the next time. What I'll say with this is trust the pattern. So they might say it. They might gaslight you. They might project, push back. You feel bad and sorry that you have even said anything and you're enforcing a boundary. But when the pattern repeats, trust the pattern because this person is demonstrating themselves to be unsafe. And when people are unsafe, though you might love them, you might not be, it might, it might be that you cannot have close relationships with them because they're unsafe. So it's really important that we trust the pattern. Trust the pattern. The pattern won't lie. When people have a certain pattern and they're trying to change, they will never push back at what you said. When you give them feedback, even if you are angry when you give the feedback, they will allow themselves to hear it. They won't go, why didn't you tell me this long time? You know, I, I, I shared this last week and why are you telling me now? You should have told me before. That means you were upset with me silently in your heart. They're projecting. 
And now they're making it about the timing of the feedback versus the feedback versus allowing themselves to be with the feedback. So they're thinking now about the timing of the feedback, okay? Which really doesn't matter because you're giving the feedback. So those are some of the things, some elements to really consider when you think about boundaries, some of the ways that you can communicate the boundary. So tomorrow I'm gonna to talk about how to be the boundary. What's the kind of person that you need to be so that people respect you? And how you do the follow through to ensure that your space, your life is kept safe and free from people that are harmful. The ones that, are, that love you, the ones that will allow themselves to understand, they will do the work of change because we all have things that we're working on. We're all growing. We're none of us perfect. We're all working on things. We're all growing. The, the, the important thing is our ability to see that we're growing, our ability to take feedback, implement the feedback, and to create change in our lives. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.